0: You're the dummy that don't believe in science written on your forehead always be denying you're the dummy that don't believe in science written on your forehead always be denying hey All right. hi oh. Oh. jinx <laughs> no wait that no. wasn't
1: a jinx
0: it, it was just we were talking over each other hello what's up nothing much just living life having fun <laughs> me too
1: having fun it ain't hard You have always... got a library card
0: oh my gosh arthur yes <gasps> <gasps> wow that took me back yeah <laughs> wow. oh man i'm surprised you got it me too because i don't get any references ever ever but Arthur is deep in there. <laughs> in the vault. <laughs> wow. Um, I was gonna say it's always kind of funny starting the podcast because I feel like we're like welcoming our audience mm-hmm. and also like catching up with each other, but we're literally roommates. Know. <laughs> We've seen each other already but a couple I- times today. Yes. But I've kind of become accustomed to
1: not necessarily withholding information. Oh, I do that too. But withholding the, the
0: juicy bits. Oh, the juicy bits. Have you... <laughs> you heard it here, folks. <laughs> you heard... <laughs> Cut that out. You heard it here first, folks. So
1: enunciated. <laughs> wow. You know, I don't know if they had this in Spain, but I was in... Um, the UK, a couple years ago, and mm-hmm. they've got their juice, their orange juice options, and over here in the US, it's called pulp, but in the UK, it's juicy bits. Oh. And so you want your orange juice
0: with your juicy bits, less <laughs> juicy bits, lots of juicy bits, or no juicy bits. I In Spain, they didn't have that, but I do remember in when I was in London that they did have that, and I was like, juicy bits. Interesting. Very interesting. So, yes. Yeah.
1: Anyways, I kind of withhold the... I'll be like, if if I can remember to talk about it on the podcast, that's usually why I withhold information. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's so. fair. I, I feel like I do it subconsciously because mm-hmm. I don't really make an effort to do that. But what the hell? What even is that? I don't know
1: i can't tell what it is is it someone's door maybe oh
0: it might be their bathroom door could you not <laughs> anyways anyways shall we continue yes how was your week it was good um As Celia so um, announced last week, it was my birthday over the weekend. Yeah, it was. We celebrated hard. (laughs) We did. Celia forced me into celebrating. I did. You're Um, welcome. Thank you. (laughs) Um,
1: It's the pipes in the other bathroom.
0: Shall we continue? Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, we let's see. On Saturday, we went up. Um, we had an interview first mm-hmm. of all. We did, which was super exciting. It's our interview for February. Heck yes, it is. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be so good. Yeah, and we are actually on it this week. Yeah, or we this are. Month. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to be an exciting interview, mm-hmm. and then um, we. Made it up to go skiing for a little bit um, in the afternoon, and then we took a trip to Lush, which is awesome as always. So good. <laughs> my the favorite, the favorite the favorite my
1: favorite part of every day, any day. Not in, I don't go to Lush every day.
0: <laughs> You're making it sound like no. It.
1: My favorite part of any day, of the day, of a day. When it happens, it is just naturally the best part of the day.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Yes. It's just, there's something about going in there and everything just smelling amazing. I mean, even if you go in there to not buy anything, it just smells so good. Yeah. And if you do go in there to not buy anything, ask them for samples. Oh, yeah. Because, let me tell you, I had the best hand massage once because they were sampling or they're showing me a sample of I think it was like a hand scrub or something like that Mm -hmm. um but it was very nice I was telling Celia I should have asked them to do both my hands because they only did one and then my hands felt like lopsided yeah
1: it's kind of an odd I've never I have never asked for a sample purely because I'm afraid of the experience I don't know. I'm I'm just I'm afraid of intimacy. Okay, (laughs) just I don't like touching people, but also like who doesn't love a hand massage? I mean, some people some people don't love hand massages, but I it just it strikes a lot of anxiety in my soul to be like, can I try this hand scrub here? Take my hand. And so I just don't.
0: Oh, but you don't have to say here. Take my hand. They just take your hand.
1: It's, yeah, it's, I've, I've overthought it a million times (laughs) that it just causes such fear that I'm like, well, I assume it's good. (laughs) So I'll just, I'll watch from over here, (laughs) but one day, one day I'll try it. I'll make you next time we're in Lush. We'll do it. But it's kind of an odd, I don't know. Okay. You guys, (laughs) the other day, I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast. The other day I went to go get fingerprinted, um, for a background check and (laughs) I went in. So the city office is pretty much every city office. Every police station is shut down right now for because of COVID. Right. And so I went to this little hole in the wall, um, fingerprinting shop Mm -hmm. and I walk in and it's literally
0: a hole in the wall, a
1: hole in the wall. I'm not (laughs) even kidding. It's a cubicle. It's a cube with two people inside and suddenly I was a third and I walked in, it was like this door that they had decided it was a budget cut. And so they, it was not the size of a regular door and I stepped inside and directly to my left was the chair I was supposed to sit in. (laughs) And so it was just, it was tiny closet. It was a closet. And so I sit, I sit down and, and whatever. And she, um, The gal who was doing the fingerprinting, she um, asked to feel my fingerprints because I guess if they're dry, they won't. It'll take longer to scan them. And I was doing the fingerprint scans, not the ink. I was doing the scans. Okay. And so she takes my hands. There's the pipes. pipes. So she takes my hands and she caresses every one of my fingertips. And I guess my fingertips were a little dry. I don't Uh. know. And so she busts out this fat bottle of lotion. Am I popping?
0: Yeah. Pop, pop,
1: pop. I don't know why. I don't know. I'll say it again. So she busts out this fat bottle of lotion and she starts to moisturize my fingertips. And it's a very very isolated massage. (laughs) Just right to the fingertips. And I stood there thinking, this is hands down the weirdest experience of my life, but also I'm kind of enjoying it. I don't really know.
0: (laughs) I was was uncomfortable. uncomfortable. (laughs) I was very uncomfortable, but also I was like, no, keep going. (laughs) Okay, then we'll have to next time we're at Lush, we'll have to go do that. Okay. Yeah.
1: I mean, I assume that they've done it often enough that it's not weird to them anymore.
0: Oh, yeah. I could never work there. <laughs> <But> like, <laughs> because you'd be asked to, to massage other people's hands? Yes. Yeah.
1: I just, like, I've thought about it occasionally. I mean, kind of good that there isn't a Lush close to where we live. Otherwise, yeah. I would be there frequently. Oh, yeah. I would blow my paychecks at Lush. Yeah. So thank goodness that we don't live close. <laughs> but I... if some someone was like hey you know can you scrub me up to my elbow what do you do you say yes (laughs) yeah you have to customer comes first (laughs) (laughs) so it's probably it's definitely a good thing yeah (laughs) anyways um is that it (laughs) (laughs) now that it's become my week how was your week
0: (laughs) so then after that Celia took me out for dinner for a birthday dinner for me so that that was very nice of her and um then on Sunday was my actual birthday and it was really just a chill day like it was a good time and I got to talk to my family um some relatives called some friends called um and then at the end of the night I just we played games and hung out and Celia cupcakes. made cupcakes. Celia made cupcakes because I love funfetti cake.
1: We were at the grocery store and I was asking her. I was it was it was hard to get it from her. Like <laughs> unbelievably hard to get it from her what her favorite cake was, which honestly if I had sat there long enough I probably would have been able to guess it. But we're wandering around the bakery and she's like maybe donuts, maybe ice cream cake, maybe just pulling out random things and i was like i was two seconds away from going with it because i wasn't thinking and then i was like whoa whoa, whoa hang on hang on what is your birthday cake and she was like it was just two brownies and i was like no 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 no, no. what is your birthday cake and she's like you're gonna laugh at me and i was like i'm not gonna laugh why would i why would i ever laugh she goes, it's Funfetti. And I did, in fact, laugh. She did and laugh. And we did go pick out a Funfetti cake. It's just so make.
0: fun to have the sprinkles inside. But it doesn't taste like anything. But it's exciting. Okay. I love so, that for you. <laughs> so Celia was very great and got me a Funfetti cake. Um, and yeah, that's that's been my week. And then just work. <laughs> we to right back into it the good stuff so yeah how about you how was your week
1: um the week was good the week was good the weekend was very needed yeah. um I Julia pretty much summed it up I did everything with her this
0: weekend um <laughs> yeah. should we tell them about our night last night <laughs> <laughs> Or should we? I don't even over that. know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll skip over that. <laughs> yes, because Brendan will chew your ass Ooh. off if he hears that. That's true. It's a good so, yes. test to see if he actually listens. He is but he doesn't because he hates me. He hates me. Too. He hates me. He hates me. He hates me. He hates me. <laughs> All right. Um. Anything else
1: for this week? It's Still my turn. Sorry. Um,
0: Coyotes. What in the world? Sounds it's like we've it's got wild animals yeah, downstairs. Jeez. <laughs> um,
1: I made Julia watch Hello Dolly with me last night.
0: We did. We started Hello Dolly, and tonight we're going to finish it. Yes, we are. If we ever get done with the podcast. We will, because <laughs> I am
1: working on a project this semester. Do we need to build, like, a blanket fort? Yeah. We really might. I think we might have to. And specifically request the people to go do something else on the nights that we I was
0: going to say, we might need a blanket fort on, like, all four sides. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then be like, hey, people,
0: there's, like, three other places you can be.
1: Can you please take it somewhere else? Because I'm really tired of having to edit you out. <laughs> Thank you. Have a nice day. <laughs> Come again. Come again. Or don't. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm working on a project this semester. Um, and the project is Hello Dolly. So for my preliminary research for this project, I will be... Well, I read the script yesterday and so I was was watching the movie to kind of get a, a good feel for
0: the show. So And then I distracted her by showing her swim caps that she could have. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> oh guys, guys. So Julia goes to get a Starbucks last night and realizes very quickly <laughs> that Starbucks is closed because of COVID. But there is a really cool drink place that does dirty sodas. Um Nobody knows,
0: nobody knows what dirty sodas are except and for out,
1: in Utah. Out, outside of Utah. So dirty sodas is basically <laughs> a soda with mix-ins. And so my go-to is a Dr. Pepper with mango puree, vanilla syrup, half and half, and coconut cream. Yeah, it's just like a fun drink treat. Yeah, like kind of like a mocktail, but yeah. with soda, I guess. Yeah. And it's super, super big out here in Utah. Um, like there's at least three different locations in our city alone. Yeah. Of different of different chains. So all, there's all kinds of stuff. Um, so she goes to the drink place and she gets us a couple of drinks and then decides that we also need cookies. And because of my new... Because I
0: wanted a cookie. <laughs> yes.
1: She wanted a cookie and she wanted to also give me a cookie, but because of my new gluten-free tendencies and um, she went to a different place to get another cookie, and <laughs> in her own experience, she says that she went to the register and was like, I will have one gluten-free cookie, please. And the, the gal working the register was like, one gluten-free cookie? Kind of weird. And she pulls out this cookie, and I kid you not, it is a Dixie Cup-sized <laughs> cookie for a dollar and she brings it back to me because homegirl is too prideful to say um on second thought i will have two gluten-free cookies because they're like the size of a dime these cookies are nothing and she brings it back to me and she's like i got you a cookie and it's
0: that's the tiniest thing i've ever seen i've never seen a cookie so small and then I pull out my cookie that I got. This is cookie. <laughs> it is a cookie. It's, it's, it's a cookie. It's a cookie. <laughs> yeah. So
1: that was my bad. And then we watched Tello Dolly. <laughs> it was it was a great time. It was a great it was, time.
0: It was a much needed break. I think um, you know, yesterday was a holiday, but I still had work and Celia had homework to do. And so even though it was supposedly a day off it wasn't was really not, a day off so no. um it was a much needed break for both of us and i guess it was still kind of celia's homework but it was a chill homework it's homework i enjoy yeah 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 well should we now that we've spent the first half of our podcast talking about us isn't that how should we goes? talk more about us about yes. how we're eco-friendly heck yes <laughs> um how are you eco-friendly um well we're still working on the whole compost thing oh yeah our compost guy has gone m.i.a he yeah he hasn't responded so and then i was gonna tell you this i forgot but a girl messaged me today Mm -hmm. from that facebook post that i have yeah and i was like oh somebody's interested again Mm -hmm. and she was like does it come with the lid or not oh (laughs) and I was like no we're just selling the compost like inside of the compost bin it's not actually the bin she was like oh never mind (laughs) I was like I have it written in the description girl no (laughs) so um some people's kids yeah so I I, it was promising for a second Mm -hmm. but no more uh, so we'll have to figure something else out because it's been sitting there for it has two weeks, and it's not stinking. It's not, which is a very good sign. It's a Although I'm sign. scared to open it. Yes, because it's going to be like <laughs> <of> horrible smell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, so we're, I'm working on figuring that out. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned. Maybe next week I will have an update for you. Awesome. Glad you're on it because I
1: forget every time. I- <laughs> Definitely out of sight, out of mind, because every time I
0: just like turn slightly away, it's gone. It's long gone. <laughs> See, for me, it's just like haunting me on our ta- on our countertops. Just watching you. It's just there it glaring on me. It is. Yeah. Um, and I know that if I don't take care of it, nobody else will. So, <laughs> Valid. Because every time I turn away, I forget about it. So, yep, it's, it's up to you. Yeah, that's okay. So I'll try to figure it out this week. That's cool. my ego goal. If not, <laughs> perhaps it'll have to go in the trash. I feel so bad about that. I know. But, but it's got to go somewhere. It does. And there's nowhere else for it to go. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, and then, let's see. Oh, this is kind of, this was Celia's idea. But oh? since she always steals my things, I'm going to steal her thing. So. I'm offended already. She, for my birthday since it was my birthday she bought a two candles a two and a four because there are multiple birthdays that will be 24 this year so we will continue to reuse them and then
1: i dropped them and they broke (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) i
0: forgot about that it was it was a good plan and to be perfectly
1: honest, I did not buy them with eco-friendliness in mind. <laughs> I, I bought them because I was never allowed growing up to buy the number candles.
2: Oh, Because
1: why, why would we buy them? I mean, you're going to be a different age next year. No one else is turning, no one else in the family is turning the same age. True. And so it just was completely pointless.
0: I think we just had all like one through nine mm. and then we just rotated through. I Guess that makes sense or zero through nine. Yeah. yeah, we
1: just had like the regular candles and you just burn them till you can't burn them anymore. I think we did that a lot too. Someone always ends up with the little nubs, yeah,
0: <laughs> like the, little, by the end of the, the year. <laughs> by the end of the year, it's like, well,
1: these are yours.
0: <laughs> da, da, da. Oh, um, so. Take that for what you will. <laughs> I don't know if that was very eco-friendly, but we tried. It was an attempt that was made, even and it was, if it wasn't necessarily the true intent. It was definitely purchased with, oh,
1: most of us are turning 24 this year. Yeah. We do need them. Exactly. Well, we needed candles, but it was like, <laughs> instead of buying a box of candles, we can buy two. Exactly, Eco-friendly. It was
0: a good thought. It was. Um... And then let's see I also have been doing a little bit of bulk cooking and by a little bit of bulk cooking I mean that I made (laughs) (laughs) a lot of bulk cooking. No I feel like a lot of bulk cooking would be bulk cooking every day but I just made a big serving of food on Sunday and I have been slowly eating it throughout the week. Much like the chicken soup escapade <laughs> of last week. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best way to go. What's your meal this week? Um, so this week I made... It's my birthday meal that my mom always makes me. Um, and it's not necessarily a birthday meal. It's just in our family, my mom always asks us for our birthday what our favorite food is. And mm-hmm. she makes that for us for I'd our birthday. let call that a birthday meal. Yeah, We do that. Yeah. So... Um, Mine's changed throughout the years but in more recent years um, it's like the one meal that my mom makes that I never make at college and so it's been like my coming home meal kind Uh, of mm -hmm. yeah and nobody else in my family really eats it except for me and my mom. I think my dad does too a little bit Mm -hmm. but my brothers don't like it so my mom really only makes it when I'm home so um so what it is it's a Thai dish um it's spinach it's super simple all like the the hardest part is making the sauce and the sauce is literally peanut butter um honey a couple different like vinegar soy sauce a couple like dressings like that and then some spices and garlic and ginger and that's it That's the hardest part. And then it's just chicken and spinach and rice. Ooh.
1: I have a way you were eco-friendly. How? We were at the grocery store buying (laughs) the things that you needed. Uh And you were like, I don't need a ton of ginger. Actually, that's what you said in my head. You never really said it out loud. (laughs) (laughs) But I was in my brain. I was like, I never use ginger. In fact, I really don't like ginger. But sometimes a recipe really does need ginger, and so we dug through the ginger bin and found the tiniest little piece of ginger, because I think you needed, like, a teaspoon or whatever, Yeah. And we found a teaspoon-sized ginger piece. Yeah,
0: and it was the perfect amount. Boom. If I had had more, it would have been a little bit too spicy. And then ginger. you have to make something out of ginger no. for the rest of the week. Do you I don't know if... I, I might have told you this story at the store, so... I'm sorry if I already did, but it's good content for the podcast. (laughs) So remember back when like COVID all started up, Mm -hmm. when people were like panic shopping? Yeah. Um, my friend was in California, um, and she was like, just her mom and come down and they were just living in the apartment together. And so her mom sent her out to the grocery store to go get some food, just like, She was like, get the necessities, get whatever you can, because they were in California in the Mm -hmm. hub of everything. And um, so things were like going off the shelf super fast. Um, And so my friend, she comes home with like a bunch of different stuff, but a bag full of ginger. Oh, my goodness. Full of ginger. And she was just like, her mom was like, what do you think we're going to use ginger for? <laughs> and she's like, I don't know. You just told me to grab everything. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and yeah. So they had ginger for days. I bet. Yeah. But, anyways, wow. yes. So I was eco friendly and only got the ginger that I needed. Although I remembered how much I really like ginger. So, oh, you're one I, of those. I mean, it, it depends on what it's cooked in. Mm-hmm. But yes. I am one of those. It just kind of makes it fresher.
1: I don't know. I love that for you.
0: <laughs> I think maybe it's because I've never
1: cut it fine enough or it's usually
0: hack. hack. My mom told me to do this. I stole your cheese grater. Oh. What you do is you like just peel it real quick, mm-hmm. like peel the skin off, and then you just grate it. Ooh. On the fine side of uh-huh. the cheese grater, that would make sense. Perfect.
1: Because I so this is actually like the first year that I really had a cheese grater, and so usually I just chop it, oh, and yeah. it's just it's too much. It's yeah. like the pieces are huge, and mm-hmm. it's like when I have a mouthful of ginger and it doesn't taste good.
0: Yeah, maybe I'll I, try that. I only chop like garlic like that. Mm-hmm. Like garlic, I don't mind having big chunks of, but yeah, yeah ginger is one of those things you want to have finer mm-hmm. yeah so there you go guys hack life hack life hacks by do, Julia. Do. <laughs> <laughs> um and then let's see um oh and then i guess this doesn't i don't know if this really counts but we are already in the area of lush and so we went there and got like all of our necessities that we'll need for a while because we don't go up there very often you mean all of your necessities? I needed none of it. <laughs> yes. I all needed my necessities. literally none of it. <laughs> I needed um my and it's all well mostly. I did get this new cream that they have for um curls. Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited to try that. But that did come in plastic packaging. Mm-hmm. But they have a program where you can bring back the plastic. They packaging. do. It so, is
1: five I'm sure they'll, if you just have one, they'll accept the one. But if you have five plastic containers, you actually get a free face mask.
0: Yes. So, so rewards. Boom. I love rewards. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I did get one in plastic packaging, but everything else I got was plastic free. Um, I got a shampoo bar. Um, It's actually a two in one and it's specifically for curls, which I'm very excited about. Um, And then a conditioner. Bar and a soap bar and some bath bombs because I mean they had a Valentine's Day sale. Was
1: it wasn't it a really sale? a sale. It things I don't were think it was things a sale. were for sale. <laughs> Nothing was on sale.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say I don't think Lush has sales. No,
1: they really don't. But <laughs> it was the Valentine's Day hoopla, and so they had all of their cute Valentine's Day bath bombs, mm-hmm. and I was like, one of each. They're so cute.
0: <laughs> So. and they're all plastic free so they are guilt free um yeah so i don't know if that really counts but we were in the area and we did our shopping so we won't have to go back for a while mm-hmm. so that'll be nice yeah how about you how were you eco friendly so whoo,
1: at lush kind of still back on the lush train i found a hair and scalp oil That I think the jury is still out on right now because I used it yesterday after my shower Mm. and um, I think I used too much. So it's I think it's a castor oil and coconut oil base, um, which is a lot of oil, but it's good for you. So I figured why not? And I use most of the stuff um, in my hair anyways. So I figured why why not just kind of switch over to like a scalp slash hair oil instead. Cool. Um, but I think I might have used too much because I am oily. Oh, no. I, I guess you can't really tell because I've downed myself in dry shampoo. But I I mean, I really didn't use that much. I used less than a dime, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, And I think I might just kind of focus on my ends just because my ends are a little, tend to be a little bit drier. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does say scalp. So... I don't know. Maybe I just need to use a little bit less, work it in better. TBD. Yeah. But I'll keep you posted.
0: Cool. Um, I, speaking of, yes. sorry, I completely forgot. Um, my sweet friend, Hannah from high school. Ooh, she yes. listens to this podcast. So shout out, girl. Um, She was such a sweetheart. And she, for my birthday, got me a couple things Um, first off, she got me a charcoal, um, floss, which I'm super excited to use. Yeah. I haven't used it yet. You'll have to let me know what you think. Yeah. I, I meant to try it before we recorded today, but I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Mm -hmm. I have a water pick. Um. Yes. That was all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so I... Yeah, I I floss less frequently because I mostly just do the water pick. Um, Anyways, yeah, so I will be trying it soon. So next week, I'll let you guys know what I think. Um, And I'll also, I don't have it around, but next week, I'll tell you the brand of it when I'm telling you how I liked it. Yes. Um, And then she got me these super cute socks that say save the bees on them and they have bees everywhere (laughs) she wore them around all day i did and they're just so cute they're so cute i'm highly jealous of them i was i like rolled my jeans up just so i could show them off (laughs) and because they're kind of like they're like shin length height Mm -hmm. so anyways i had to interject so i could give my shout out very worth it Oh.
1: we're keeping that <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so we went skiing this weekend and I was going down this hill and I was going very fast very very fast and it went down as hills do it went down and then oh. went back up And as hills do, as hills do, (laughs) and on the on the upward incline, I caught air, and I caught some serious air. And for those who know me, I don't jump. Like I've been, my brother is a very avid skier. My sister's an avid skier. They like to go to the terrain parks, and I am not a terrain park kind of person. Yeah. And so, like, I like my feet, I like my skis on the ground, (laughs) on the ground. And so, when I caught air, my first thought was, oh no, (laughs) because I flew. And I was like, I've never landed anything like this in my life. (laughs) And I hit the ground. And when I tell you I ate it, I ate it. And Julia (laughs) missed the entire thing. I
0: did. I was slow catching up. And I just missed it. It was an explosion <laughs> of snow and me and there was I, I just hit the ground and
1: I plowed right into this water bottle that somebody had left behind and I laid there on the ground for a minute and I turned around to see to, expecting Juliet to be right behind me and she was not. And so I was like, Okay, well <laughs> she no no one saw that. Um and I got back up and I was getting ready to just ski away. And I remembered, I noticed this water bottle that I had completely obliterated. And I was like, you know what? It would not be fair to the planet to have smashed into this water bottle (laughs) so violently. And then just to leave it behind, discarded. And so I picked it up and I packed it with me. And I felt a little gross doing it because I was like, someone's used water bottle that they left behind. (laughs) But you know what? It was for a good cause.
0: It was. It was to say to keep our mountains clean. And I did catch that part. I was following behind slowly, making sure that I didn't do that exact same thing because I went, I was I was I almost did the exact same thing. I'm so glad did. you didn't because <laughs> I stopped like six inches
1: from plowing into that, you know, those big slow signs that oh, they yeah. have like the big orange ones that you would think that no one would hit, but every once in a while someone (laughs) does. I was about six inches from just like mowing that thing over. And I was like, I'm so glad
0: that I did not do that because I would have had to put it back up and everyone would know, everyone would know. (laughs) See, what saved me, I saw a guy before me go off and do a trick on that jump. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm not about to do that. So I'm going to slow down a little bit so I did and then it was just I think I did catch a little bit of air mm-hmm. but it was more just like a Zoop. be glad because I <laughs> flew Yes, but I did catch you in time to watch you be a good person and pick up the water bottle because I, I met up with you and I definitely saw that water bottle sitting in front of us and I was like well see you at the bottom <laughs> <laughs> that did happen yes I was
1: there <laughs> <laughs> So that happened. Oh, and then I woke up from my fever dreams last night. Because not an actual fever, not a, then definitely not a COVID fever, but it was just, just weird dreams. Weird, very weird dreams. And it was really hot. And so I just woke up sweaty. And in one of those sweaty wake ups, I was like, oh, I need to start recycling my contact lenses. <laughs> and then I rolled over and went back to sleep. So that's what plagues me in the night. And I have formulated a plan. The plan consisted of using a container that I've got for ponytails and just using that for my contact lenses now.
0: Cool. I like so it.
1: That's what that's what I thought of yesterday.
0: I love it <laughs>
1: in the night. It it was literally in the middle of the night. I my my covers had exploded off the bed in different directions, and it was so freaking hot. And I like woke up from some very weird trippy dream, <laughs> and I was like, "I need, I need, I need to recycle <laughs> my contacts." So good stuff. There you go. If you want more information, so that's on that, the goal next week. That's the goal next week. Except <laughs> mine are monthlies, and so it's gonna be a really long project. Oh, because I don't. I definitely don't switch them out as often as I could, but also they're <laughs> monthlies. So yeah, it's just going to be a long time. Yeah. Cool. But if you need more information on that, check out our last episode. It's Head good on stuff. episode 29. 29, because today's 30. Whew. Oh, and welcome to Good Girls Go Green.
0: I'm Celia. <laughs> and I'm Julia. And we <laughs> are clearly not professional enough to know how to introduce our podcast because oh, well. we are 30 minutes in. Hope you guys know our voices by now. If you came here looking for professionalism, <laughs> you're in the wrong place. <laughs> if you came here looking for facts or anything like that, you're in the wrong place. Hey, I got but facts. Do you have a fun fact? It is Was not... that our good segue? Oh except before we segue, we need to
1: announce who was eco-friendly oh, this week.
0: Dang it. That was almost the perfect segue. I know. So okay. we'll have we'll pull it out again. Okay. We'll we'll try to recreate that.
1: We will. So we have some friends who were eco-friendly this week. We have Nancy, Woo. Yvette, Woo. and Hannah.
0: Hey.
1: <laughs> I really appreciated the sound effects.
0: I I'm working on my enthusiasm. I love it. I love that for you. I
1: love And that for, for the podcast. And for me.
0: <laughs> I'm sure our listeners are like, oh, stop. <laughs> I liked <laughs> I liked the smooth jazz last week. Stop. <laughs> da, 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 smooth da, da, da. Jazz. Radio. Jazz.
1: Um, girls, I can't remember green. Green. <laughs> I can't remember the segue. So I just um, have a fun fact.
0: You know how people come here for facts? Yes, I'm full of do you facts. Have, do you have a fun fact?
1: I have a really fun fact. <laughs> Actually, that's a lie.
0: It's not fun whatsoever. In fact, I'm rather mad about it. Oh, yeah. she. So we were doing our research before this because, you know, we're full of information. And As facts. we do. <laughs> <laughs> and she like made this noise that was so concerning. And I was like, are you okay? And she was like, I don't know, but I found our fact. <laughs> I was like, okay, let's hear it. So um,
1: this fact was found on Ecospire1's in- Instagram page okay. and was fact-checked on Newsweek.com oh, because good. I was in an absolute outrage about it. And I was like, I have <laughs> had to, to know, I thing. have to know, because this is in lieu of recent political events. Okay. So, and... Before before I start, I just want to say this fact is not about a political party. It is about the good of man and wildlife kind. Oh, okay. So the claim was made that Trump was etched into the back of a manatee oh. and it is currently oh. under
0: investigation. Oh, virus threat. Uh-oh. <laughs> No, sorry. Virus and threat protection. Oh good. <laughs> <laughs> My computer just crashes.
1: On us. Oh no. So should I say that over again?
0: Go for okay. it. No, just continue. Just continue.
1: Okay. Um so basically this whole this the claim was currently under and la, 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 um was <laughs> The claim was currently under investigation as to whether or not anything was accurate about Mm -hmm. this at all. Right. So that led me to newsweek.com to do a little bit of digging because I was like, is this true? Is this not true? Is like, what's the deal? So first of all, manatees are considered a threatened species with an estimated population of 13,000, according to the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Oh. So... To start off, manatees are already pretty threatened. Yeah, um, manatees can be super endangered by like boat propellers. By they get really friendly with people, and so people kind of take advantage of them. I'm sure water pollution is a pretty big deal. So basically, manatees are kind of in the danger zone.
0: Okay, stupid question.
1: Yes, what stupid is answer.
0: A manatee. It's a sea
1: cow oh barbara manatee manatee (laughs) you are the
0: one for me one for me i see
1: okay cool from veggie tales no did that ring any bells not like arthur
0: no okay well
1: um for those of you who also (laughs) don't watch watch veggie tales um larry the cucumber is it larry the cucumber yeah it is larry the cucumber is in love with Barbara Manatee. I see. She's a manatee.
0: I watched Veggie Tales, but I don't remember that. I think Arthur is just ingrained. It's ingrained in everyone's brain forever. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So, basically, a manatee, it's probably about the size of a dolphin, but fat. Oh, okay. Yeah, and they're mostly in, I think they're, I want to say freshwater, but I could be wrong. Let me Google it really fast. (laughs) Are manatees. are manatees real? Water. <laughs> are they? <laughs> yes, they're real. Um, manatees are large, fully aquatic, mostly herbiv- herbivorous, herbivorous, marine mammals, sometimes known as sea cows. Oh, wow. There are three accepted living species representing... Da, da, da. Okay, yes. Um, that didn't answer my question. Florida manatees can move freely between freshwater and salt water. So cool. They're really just like big boys. Yes. And they kind of just mosey. Like oh. I've heard that you could just be like floating in a lagoon and then suddenly look down and you're just surrounded by manatees. Oh my gosh. They're they're sea cows, essentially. Like they're very peaceful. They're very like I mean, they're herbivores, so they're not gonna attack you. Yeah. And they just kind of
0: meander. It was kind of crazy. Yeah. Cool. Okay.
1: So they're kind of, they're really kind of wonky looking. Like they look like a, a walrus in a dolphin's body. Yeah. So there you go. Um, okay. So there are, there were in the article that I read on Newsweek, there were a lot of differing opinions, um, about this whole thing. And so some of my findings were, um, um, Number one, the carving of Trump is into the back algae and not the manatee's skin. And so there was a lot of justification that it was like, it didn't actually hurt the manatee. Mm. It was just carved into the algae. Yeah. Um, two, the manatee stayed still long enough to do it. Three, manatees are actually drawn to humans and are friendly. And four, the people claiming this is abuse, hate Trump. Well. And it's like, guys... <laughs> Don't just this is not this is not political. If someone carved Biden into the back of a manatee, it would also be a problem. Yeah, because manatees are in danger. Yeah. So after some investigation, basically what was discovered and released to the public was that the manatee was discovered by a woman named Haley Warrington who was operating a manatee boat tour. And she took pictures and videos of the manatee and sent them to local law enforcement ASAP, mm. um, which is awesome. Kudos I to you. I feel like
0: maybe I just don't know how algae works, but I feel like if it was just in the algae, if the manatee kept swimming, it would kind of wash away, right? Um.
1: No. Okay. No. So a lot of algae... when. When you get algae on like a surface, it's like kind of, it's attached. And so it's not just like kind of that free floating stuff. It's like, have you ever, have you scrubbed our fish tank before? (laughs) No. Because that's my job. (laughs) But like, it takes a little bit of effort to scrub algae off. I mean, there's kind of like the free floating scum Mm -hmm. or whatever. That's just like free floating scum. Gotcha. Can can be algae, can be certain types of algae, but the algae yeah. that's growing on the manatee, it's like, it's
0: on the manatee. Okay. It's like um barnacles. Yes, kind of, but yeah. not. Yeah. So
1: manatees grow will attract a lot of barnacles and algae because they're such slow movers. Gotcha. And so, if you want to scrape it off, it like it takes a lot of effort. Okay. Cool. So, um, according. Yeah. So that was that was actually my next point. Beautiful segue. Oh. Um according to the Florida Manatee Sanctuary Act of nineteen seventy-eight, it says it is unlawful for any person at any time, intentionally or negligently, to annoy, molest, harass, or disturb any manatee. Mm. So manatees are super off limits. Yeah. Like don't even breathe on them the wrong way. Yeah. And you'll otherwise you'll get like completely fined. Um and it was confirmed, so some things that kind of came out from this investigation, mm-hmm. it was confirmed that Trump was written in algae and not in the manatee skin. Okay. Um, but for the actual carving to happen, the perpetrators would have needed to hold the manatee captive for a long period of time, causing right. stress to the animal. Yeah. Um, and, like, it's not just, you can't just, like, lick your finger and write a word in the algae. It takes right. a little bit of effort. Yeah. Um, Trump appears to be carved with a tool that could have caused serious damage to the manatee, though luckily it wasn't harmed. (sighs) So when Mm. they looked at the scraping, if they had pushed harder, applied more pressure, I don't know, it could have punctured the skin of the manatee and allowed for harmful bacteria to get into the bloodstream, potentially endangering the manatee even further. Um... And harassment of a manatee is a state and federal crime and may be punishable by a $50,000 fine and Ooh. up to one year in
0: prison. Wow. So basically, don't be a jerk. Yeah. The end. Treat animals how you would like to be treated. Like,
1: honestly, I'm just appalled. Like, if if Biden was scratched in the back of a manatee, if Nancy Pelosi was scratched in the back of a manatee, if
0: julia was scratched into the back anyone good girls go green don't go out don't go out and scratch good girls go green into a manatee please don't i will scratch your face into the back of a manatee <laughs> <laughs> i just kidding that was a really terrible threat i take it back <laughs> oh man yeah that was uh i feel like that's our world update too should we just leave it like that sure did you not? Is it because you didn't actually have a world update? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I do have a world update, but I feel like that was twofold. Oh. A fun fact and a world update. There you go. I just, just don't, don't do that. Don't, don't bring the
1: wildlife into your political views. I don't care what you believe. Just knock it off. Yeah, it's not cool. That's sad. Don't spray paint the birds red. Don't spray paint. The turtles blue. Just like, <laughs> leave them
0: alone. They don't care about your political opinions. They don't care. <laughs> uh, and don't endanger them. Yeah, with your carelessness. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, that's all. Mic drop. Let's Boom. cancel the episode now. <laughs> cancel. <laughs> um. All right. So my world update. Um. Is from NBCnews.com. dot Um. And it is about America's rivers. A what? America's rivers. Oh. Sorry, I kind of jumbled all that together. I was like, the what? (laughs) (laughs) The hootie weddy. So they um, started this new program um, where they take satellite pictures of, like, different areas. So from space, they're taking pictures Mm -hmm. um, and they're evaluating... Um and comparing throughout the years how things change in landforms and stuff like that. So um this is specifically about the rivers. So they discovered that since 1984, so that's 26 years. Is that right? Yeah. No, 36 mm-hmm. years. 46. 1984? Yeah. Yep. Maybe.
1: Hold please. <laughs>
0: Dang it, I was so ready. Well, it would be 37, I think. It is 36. But 37 now, because it's 2021. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, I forgot. So, that's okay. Um, so since 1984, in those 37 years, one third of America's rivers have changed color. Oh, that's uncomfy. So not even 50 years. Yeah. But they've changed color. So you know how typically, you know, if you go to like an island like Hawaii or something mm-hmm. like that, you look at the water and you're like, wow, this is so blue. And I feel like that's what people have their that's that's kind of the set um natural color of water or mm-hmm. of like, you know, water out in nature. Because yeah. obviously there's gonna be minerals. And stuff like that in the water. So it's mm-hmm. not going to be perfectly clear like the water that we drink. But a bunch of water should look clear blue if it's healthy, basically. So um, most of them, of the rivers from this one-third group, um, have turned green, which is an indicator um, of them being overrun with algae. Oh. Yeah. So... What they were saying was that algae is um, one of those, like, species that is kind of invasive. Um, Like, I don't know if you've seen this before, but a lot of times um, at, like, state parks, they'll have a boat check, basically, Mm -hmm. where they'll just be like, where was your boat last? Yeah. Because they don't want you contaminating the water with other lakes' Mm -hmm. water. Um, Which makes sense. It does, yeah. Because... Otherwise, you're transferring an invasive species mm-hmm. um, from one place to another. Um, but also algae um, is a main side effect of a lot of different things, especially um, man-made things. Not necessarily man-made, but like the fault of men for having it. Mm-hmm happen so um one of the main causes is from fertilizer runoff um and a couple other reasons for it are dams um man-made systems to fight off like land erosion so i don't know if you've seen it's basically just cement that they put up just to stop erosion Uh you know um and so That just kind of throws off the natural uh, being of rivers. Mm -hmm. And then also the warmer weather from climate change has made it a more habitable environment for algae growth. So algae grows a lot better when it's warm water temperatures. Mm -hmm. And because of climate change, we've had a lot more warm waters. Interesting. Yes. Wow. Sounds it's such a little thing that I feel
1: like people don't realize that that's kind of a problem. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, wow, the water is so green. And it's like, man, that, that's,
0: that's not great. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, I mean, if you think about it, like, a lot of rivers are, you know, providing water for communities or at least feeding into lakes where water is sometimes provided for from communities Mm -hmm. and you know we we want to take care of our water systems as much as we can so that was all i just thought that it was kind of cool that like from satellites they can see the changing Mm -hmm. over the years it's a cool project that they're doing
1: yeah it's really neat yeah and kind of scary that in less than 50
0: years we've seen such a huge change yeah right one third yeah It's like almost half of the rivers have like noticeably changed color. Mm -hmm. And is that rivers worldwide? No, it's just in America. Okay. Yeah. That's not good, guys. (laughs) Which, I mean, I think the project is only in America, Mm -hmm. so I don't know what other rivers look like. Yeah.
1: I mean, having traveled to a couple different places, like the water does not look like the water there doesn't look like the water here. At all. Although,
0: have you seen the water in London? (laughs) Okay.
1: Yes. So I was thinking more of like in Spain and Switzerland. True. They're, I mean, vastly different colors. Like in Switzerland, the water was like an icy blue. Mm -hmm. And then in Spain, it was like a turquoise green. And so very, very different colors, but not like the murky greens that we have over here that kind of... I feel like looking at those waters, it doesn't it doesn't really scream algae to me. I mean I'm it no probably, scientist.
0: It I think it probably differs based on the I'm sure Switzerland and Spain have different mineral contents mm-hmm. in the land. Yeah. So I'm and sure that's part of it. In
1: Spain, like the rocks were very yellowy. Mm-hmm. And so the yellow combined with the blue water kind of makes it that turquoise green. Right. Whereas Switzerland, I noticed that the rocks were very grey in color. And mm-hmm. so if you look if you kind of compare the two, the rock beds kind of influence a lot of the color of the water. Yeah. But looking at I mean I've never seen a body of water in the United States look at all like that mm-hmm. I mean and we've got two very different colors Yeah, they've all very been very brown and green and murky and gross and mm-hmm. quite honestly I don't want to get in them no. I think the clearest body of water I've ever seen in the US was um, the lake we went to this summer in Spokane Spokane not Spokane
0: in Coeur no. Oh, Lake Chelan. Lake Chelan. Yes. That was lake like... Chelan is one of the most beautiful lakes ever. And it was there's kind of scary clear. Yeah. Which I think it's, it, the way that it works, it's a river basically, mm-hmm. but it's, it kind of all accumulates in one spot that it kind of expands. Yeah. And so it is a lake it has all features of a lake, and it's, like, super deep, um, but it has – it is part of a river, and so I think that's part of it, is that it's also why it's so cold, but mm-hmm. it's complete snow runoff. Like, yeah. that's all it is. It doesn't sit there in one place mm-hmm. for very long. Yeah. So Because I've never – I think, yeah, like I said
1: earlier, like, I've never seen a body of water in the U.S. look that clear. Like, we could see directly to the bottom. We yeah. could see the fish on the bottom, and I didn't like that. <laughs> but I think I would rather see them than not be able to see
0: them. Yeah. And, I mean, there's definitely parts where it's more lakey and mm-hmm. does the water does kind of sit there. Um, like, if we had gone, there was one park in town where it was just, like, packed completely packed as if covid didn't exist Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we didn't end up going there we just went to kind of a smaller park on the side um but that area is always it just like it's kind of a cutout, and so the water sits there a little bit more and so it just especially with so many people coming in and out and and sunscreen and boats and everything um it just kind of gets a little bit grosser Mm -hmm. but where we were it had I think we were close to the river, like, end of things. Yeah. So it had a nice flow out. Mm -hmm. I mean, that would make sense because we were
1: tubing a little bit. And, like, if you didn't pay attention, like, we would float. Right.
0: (laughs) So I think we were catching something. We weren't just sitting there. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, that's a really beautiful lake. Mm -hmm. So if you guys are ever in Washington, that's where every year my family and I would go there for camping. And it's a great lake. Ten out of ten. So, um, all right. Are we ready to jump into it? Ready. Okay. I think you're first. I think I am. So, um, this week I'm going to talk about shoes. All right. Yes. I was showing Celia a pair of shoes that I wanted to get and she was like, wait until you hear my episode or my topic. (laughs) I was like, okay
1: and then we'll see. I mean, your opinion could change. Your opinion could not change. This is just kind of what I've gathered. Yeah. So my information is from concept21.com. And I didn't take a second to look into the business, um, which was on me. And so maybe next week or in a future episode, I'll actually look into the business and see what they do. Cool. But they also had a blog and one of the articles that really caught my eye was I believe it was titled we are running out of time to solve our footwear problem and it was really eye-catching and thought-provoking and I was like why why are we running out of time so that's kind of what inspired talking about shoes this week cool so um It kind of led off with saying expecting to produce footwear that is truly sustainable and easy to recycle is mostly unrealistic today, Mm -hmm. which I was like, yikes. There's a lot of companies and people out there that are saying we have it. We have figured it out. We've done it. Mm -hmm. And according to this article, it made it sound like most of those companies actually don't have it. Mm -hmm. It's kind of one of those greenwashing schemes. So, so
0: I'm falling right into the trap. Maybe I don't know. (laughs) Oh, I'm for sure. That's for for sure. (laughs) (laughs) So,
1: um, the production method of shoes is far from really truly advanced technology. So we really profess to have advanced technology, but when you look at the amount of steps it takes to get the product to the consumer. Um, The majority of athletic shoes have over 400 people touching some aspect of the product during manufacturing. Wow. That is so many people. So many steps. Yeah. Yeah. So it did mention that technology is advancing, but very, very slowly. Yeah. Definitely not at the rate that we could be advancing with our claim that we are advanced technology. Right. Mm -hmm. So... There was another really profound statement that really just kind of hit home a little bit, but like in one of those unsettling, ooh, that kind of stings just a little bit. (laughs) You get called out. (laughs) Yeah. It said, we need to remind ourselves that making products is making garbage. Do, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Does anyone else need ice? Because I need ice. (laughs) Due to the inherent consumption of energy and resources used when we make anything. So... Even though that's kind of... People don't realize that they're greenwashing when they are sometimes. Yeah. And that's I think that's kind of a hard realization to fully swallow because it's like, oh, we're trying to do good. We're trying to be good. And it's like, mm-hmm. what about the energy and resources it takes to make this product? Right. And also, kind of a follow-up of that, when shoes don't sell, there is a huge amount of waste created.
0: So, um, so we should go like, like the beta fish. We should go just buy all the shoes. No, (laughs) don't do that.
1: Because the thing is, is that, I mean, it's go back to our fast fashion episodes. I mean, every time I go on a certain, there's certain shoe sites that I'll take a look at. Every time I go on, there's a new pair of shoes to look at. There's new things to look at. Right. Every time you refresh the page, it feels like there's new things to look at. And it's like the things that don't sell. I mean, I think it was our fourth or fifth episode. Don't quote me on that. But one of our episodes, one of our first episodes where we talked about fast fashion, um, where there used to be four, between two to four seasons. Mm -hmm. There's now thousands of seasons in the year. And I think the same applies to footwear. There are so many seasons that we're trying to apply for. Mm -hmm. There's... I mean, I'm looking at my closet right now. I have sandals and I have um, like casual sandals and fancy sandals and I have um, wedges and I've got fancy outing wedges and I've got cute casual wedges and I have um, hiking boots and I have hiking sandals and I have dirty tennis shoes and I have gym tennis shoes and I have like five different kinds of boots and it's like... (laughs) Is it really necessary? Let's not go into my shoe closet. No. (laughs) Let's not. Like, I have a pair of shoes that I bought a while back that I have worn out. Like, and I mean out on the town, I've worn them once. Yeah. And I've carried them around with me since high school. Like, I think my junior year, Mm -hmm. I think. Something like that. That's, what year is it? That's six years. Seven seven years. I've carried this pair of shoes around with me for seven years and I've worn them out once.
0: Yeah. But will I throw them away? Absolutely not. Why? Because they're so stinking cute. And, you know, I feel like that's we say use what you have, right? And mm-hmm. so instead of you throwing out throwing them out and getting a the new biggest and best fancy shoe, because I'm sure there's been hundreds of shoes that have come out since those Mm -hmm. you bought those shoes yeah and so instead of doing that just use what you have so I feel like that in itself is maybe I'm just explaining it away but But like I mean I
1: when was the last time that I went and bought myself a fancy pair of shoes like years it's been a long time because I've mine have been the shoes that I've tried to buy have I've tried to buy like more timeless pieces I mean they're definitely not like I do have a pair of nude heels that are fairly timeless across the board. Yeah. These ones sparkly, gaudy, not very timeless, but also like not so out there. Not not necessarily like a cheetah print. That it's like oh, that's kind of
0: that very two thousand, very two thousands.
1: Yeah, kudos to you if you're wearing cheetah print. Love it. <laughs> love cheetah print. Really, really Work want a pair it, of cheetah print. Not
0: my style.
1: Oh, I would love a pair of cheetah print.
0: Oh, really. I would. That's funny. Like, there's just something alluring about them. It's Not my jam. That's okay. But I'm glad that you have found your jam. I really have. <laughs> <In> so, <Cheetahs. laughs> coming
1: all the way back around, there's just so many different seasons mm-hmm. in fashion. Yeah. And footwear pl- plays right into it. Yeah. Which, I mean, who who hasn't? right I mean not to necessarily give them a free pass but also it's like you and the rest of the world we are all playing right into it so we're not gonna call
0: you out we're all right there with you I mean for goodness sake like I I'm probably miles ahead on this trail (laughs) than most (laughs) like look at the makeup industry yeah super side note
1: I have used makeup products and like in the next two months, I've turned around to go get the product again, and it's gone. Mm-hmm. It is gone, and I cannot find it. Yeah, and it's there's such a huge turnover, mm-hmm. and everybody's bought into it. So, um, so yes, coming back around to when shoes don't sell, there's a huge amount of waste created. That doesn't mean go the beta fish route and just buy all of the shoes because then there's the demand (laughs) for all of these shoes yeah but we'll talk about maybe some other ways to kind of look at this um and also most footwear does not have a clear circular cycle yet so we talked about circular cycles a a while back um but circular cycle means all of the elements play a role in the process continuously and are reused in different stages. Essentially nothing is being left behind as waste. Mm. So it's just the reduce reuse recycle over and over and over again. And nothing's just being discarded. Right. Um, so yes. So a little fact here, the footwear industry produces 23.5 billion pairs of shoes annually for 7.6 billion people in the world. Holy cow. So let's take a second to kind of scale this down a little bit. So 7.6 billion people are not buying... What's the math in that? Like... What 23 was point 5, 23.5 divided by 7.6. Oh.
0: So almost...
1: Like a little bit more than 3. So... 7.6 billion people are not buying three pairs of shoes one person not buying three pairs of shoes a Is year
0: a year yeah a year yeah because i would say probably an average would be one shoe a year and that's for like developed countries
1: true i mean cut out cut out countries that what if i'm above
0: average <laughs> well i mean cuz so, cuz that's, that's when
1: <laughs> that's when where things kind of start to right. even out a little bit right. because if every single person in the world and that i think that includes like infants and that includes um people maybe who who don't have a need for shoes mm-hmm. right um i don't know every every single person in the world buying one pair of shoes it's not yeah. plausible because we get, there has to be some kind of cut off somewhere because right. there are people who are living in impoverished countries who who don't have access to sh- to a brand new pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, so things, things kind of come and go. Things fluctuate. So I think it's okay if you're above average because <laughs> there are people who aren't using the shoes. So, but that's just like, that's a lot. That's a lot, a lot of shoes yeah, that are just sure. kind of being discarded because... We don't have need for them Mm -hmm. at all. Um, And like I said before, footwear industries are big culprits of greenwashing, especially as we are seeing a trend leaning towards sustainability. Mm -hmm. So WGSN, which is a trend forecasting company, reported that there has been a 66% increase in searches for sustainable fashion
0: this Mm -hmm. year interesting so and all of it has been our research (laughs) it's us we are the 66 (laughs) percent um but yeah
1: so with everyone kind of leaning towards having more sustainable things companies are going oh the demand is with sustainable products yeah and so they're doing that but a lot of corners are getting cut because Mm -hmm. it's like we could we could just slap a pretty label on it and call it green which is not the case yeah um And there's a large push for sustainable materials, but in reality, it's not always biodegradable or circular if it's not used properly. Mm. So essentially, biodegradable or... We see a lot of products that have biodegradable or compostable on them, Mm -hmm. but they become... It it gets completely invalidated if they're not actually composted or recycled or... Used appropriately. If it's just going to the landfill, that biodegradable, that compostable label is absolutely null. Yeah, because doesn't matter
0: because you're throwing it in the trash. You're anyways. throwing it in the trash. Yeah, and
1: so like if you have compostable items and you have a home composter, put it in the home composter. Why? Do, why do I feel like I'm saying that weird? Home composter. It's kind of a weird word. It is phrase. So yeah, basically, like I mean, as as good as the intentions are, if it's still just going to the landfill. It's
0: not a it's not a problem being solved. It's just right. you've you've replaced one It's a cool concept, but it's yeah. Like yeah. you said, it's null.
1: Yeah. You've slapped a band-aid on the issue. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't I don't want to sound negative or angry or cankered <laughs> or whatever, but I mean that's that's just kind of the reality of it that Yeah, no, like, it's
0: I feel like that's an important thing to think about because yeah. it is easy to get sucked into that trap of, Oh, this is compostable, that's great. But you're totally right. It doesn't It doesn't really matter if you're not actually going to compost it. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. So
1: there's also a large debate about whether or not natural materials are even an improvement from what we're doing now. Because if the products still require tons of water, and I mean tons of water and pesticides, Mm -hmm. that still pollute the earth, air, and waterways. And is food waste becoming a huge factor? I mean, there's still a lot of things. Like, are we replacing one evil with another evil, right? Right. Um, Because there's a huge push right now for, oh, this product is made out of banana leaves, or Mm -hmm. this product is made out of algae, or this product is made out of potato peels. Like, I've seen all of these products on the market. Yeah. And it's like, okay, that's a really awesome idea. That's a super neat idea. But is it just kind of it's like okay, well, we're not manufacturing plastics anymore, but we are still pumping pesticides into our waterways, and more of right. them because we're trying to produce this more. natural substance. Yeah, so that's just kind of another thing to keep in to keep in mind. Yeah, um, kind of swerving a little bit. Consumer expectations have shifted from patience and willingness to wait to an urgency to have what we want when we want it which has skyrocketed the carbon footprint. Yeah. Because we've we've kind of allowed ourselves to be like, oh, you know, I need something now. I have a couple different online databases that I can just plug right in and have it at my door next day. Yep. And not necessarily saying that that's a bad thing. I mean, From a college student perspective, I mean, I started my classes the other day and a couple of them are like, have the textbook in hand tomorrow. And it's like, oh, shoot. Well, I do know that (laughs) there's one company that will do next day shipping for me. So that's super nice. That's kind of on the line there. But if you don't have an urgency. And you're willing to wait, maybe Mm -hmm. wait,
0: question mark. No.
1: So kind of going back to the carbon footprint, to truly fix a problem of this proportion, we need to make our uses more circular. Mm. So when we recycle things, are they actually being thrown away or broken down into basic parts that can be easily recycled like TerraCycle? So, for example, because contact lenses are still on on my mind, you know, we've got the aluminum slash metal part, we have the cardboard packaging, we also have plastic packaging. So when you go to recycle, if you just throw it in the recycling, a lot of times it's just like, this doesn't do any good to us because it's all all these materials, they can't be sorted, or we're too lazy to sort them ourselves. Right. But at TerraCycle, they'll take all of those parts apart, pieces apart, and they will recycle them individually. Mm-hmm. So are, are we actually using that to our benefit? Or are we just going, eh, well, my bottle still has juice in it, but I can recycle the bottle and you throw it away and it invalidates the entire container of recyclables. Right. You put your pizza box in the recycling bin because it's like, oh, well, it's cardboard, but it gets grease on everything else and invalidates the entire recycling container. Mm-hmm. So to kind of fix a problem of this, of this size. Maybe we need to start thinking a little bit more outside of the ease of things Mm -hmm. because we're, we're a sucker for easiness. So how can we kind of get outside of that? Yeah. Do we upcycle and endlessly fix until we can't fix it anymore? Like if you have a pair of jeans that has a hole in it, like, do you try to fix the hole until you absolutely can't fix it anymore? Do we, um, I don't know. uh, The example that was given was, was shoes because it was I mean it was an article about shoes Mm -hmm. do we resole shoes
0: no the answer is no the answer is no but I have been thinking about that a Mm -hmm. lot more because I have a couple good pairs of shoes that I love but the soles are definitely starting to wear thin Uh and I'm I have been thinking about you know instead of because they're not very expensive shoes Mm -hmm. they're fairly cheap um but so I could just toss them and get a new pair mm-hmm. pretty easily or a similar pair. But I was thinking, would it be better for me to just resole them? Yeah. And I think the hard part
1: is is it's, if it's a $20 pair of shoes and it's going to cost you $50 to resole, right. is it worth it to resole? Honestly, financially, probably not. It's probably not worth it but if you have like a nicer pair of dress shoes that cost you i don't i don't know how much dress shoes cost 150 we'll call it 150 <laughs> and it costs you 50 bucks to resole
2: mm-hmm. consider yeah.
1: maybe consider that and also yeah. purchasing beating a dead horse here Purchasing things that are going to last longer, right? Instead of jumping to the $20 pair of shoes. It's like, well, you know, but this pair of shoes will last me 10 years, whereas this pair of shoes will last me a year. year. Right. So something to think about there. For sure. Um, Do we donate to shops that thrift or repair or donate to others in serious need? So donating your used goods to any thrift store is always an awesome option goodwill di salvation army um souls for souls is a shoe collection um organization that donates shoes to people in need Um, so if you have shoes that you are wanting to get rid of i mean that's a really good option to look at yeah um you can also look for products that reuse unused goods. So shoes made from old unsold shoes. So um, if you look at shoes made out of that are like 50% of the shoe is made from recycled shoes from such and such company, from X company, Uh that's a good way because it's using a product that wasn't going to be sold anyways and just remaking it and redistributing it. So not necessarily like, the be all and all the fix all. Yeah. But it does. But it's a step. It's a step. It's a helping step. Um, you can also look for products made from regenerated materials like plastic water bottles, banana leaves, rubber tires, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. something that's being upcycled and becoming a new product. Yeah. You can also find shoes that have that can have parts replaced once they wear out. So Crocs. Crocs. <laughs> I don't can you <laughs> I heard a rumor back in fifth grade, I think it was, might it might have been second grade, that if you boil them, you can eat them.
0: No. Oh. They're plastic. Well, that's what they were saying. <laughs> they meaning my second grade friends. First grade? And that's why we had the generation of pod eaters. <laughs> that, okay, that was...
1: Is it Generation X?
0: No, yeah, that, Gen Z. That was Gen Z. Gen Z. That, that was big us. time You're Gen right. Z. You're right. We're too good for that. <laughs> but we boiled down crocs. I don't know anyone who ever actually did boil crocs, but they were like, oh, yeah, if
1: you, my second grade buddies, if you boil <laughs> crocs, you can eat them. That's so funny. Yeah. No. Crocs are making a comeback. Don't do that. They Please are. don't eat your crocs. <laughs> Please don't Even eat your
0: crocs. As poor of a college student you are. Ramen will be better for you, I promise. Yes. Okay. Let's move on. Okay.
1: Also, (laughs) you can... My last point. You can divert your shoes and other clothing goods from landfills. Oh, what did I write? (laughs) Divert your shoes and other clothing goods from landfills. So look for other options. Basically, Mm -hmm. landfill should be your last option. And that is like if there's nothing else you can do about it. Yeah. Because there's always something you can do. Yeah. Because if, if a thrift store doesn't want it, fine, put it in the landfill. But if you donate it, I mean, maybe maybe people don't really want, to, want this, but this is kind of what I do. Like, if you're kind of unsure about it, take it to the thrift store because there is some kind of vetting process. Mm-hmm.
0: And if they don't want it, they will throw it away. Yeah, that's what I do too. Because then it's up to them. If it's not, if it doesn't meet their qualifications, their standards, then that's, you know, I was going to throw it away anyways. Mm -hmm. So maybe something that I thought that they would throw out and I would have otherwise thrown out, they keep Yeah. on the off chance. One man's trash is another
1: man's treasure. Yeah. Exactly. So that's all cool make your shoe purchase as you will <laughs>
0: <laughs> no i think that was that was very well timed for my life <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> um yeah no i i've been meaning to do a little bit of research into that myself so this was perfect you're welcome thank you there you go awesome what do you got well this week i will be talking about Yes, the build-up. <laughs> Eco-friendly service opportunities. Oh, so I was thinking. So this week is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Well, on Monday it was. Um, yes, and typically it's known as the Day of Service, or at least people act as though it is. Did you Are know? Most? Well, yes, but
1: also I feel like most most holidays are starting to become labeled as a day of service. Oh. Like Earth Day, it's like, get yeah. outside and serve. True, true. That's my only example. So maybe it's just MLK and Earth Day. But <laughs>
0: Christmas Day, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Yeah, so anyways, I just, yesterday I was seeing a lot of things on social media about like serving and stuff. And so I was thinking that it would be cool to have an episode of, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be on the day of service you can serve whenever you want if mm-hmm. you have time so um just figured i would do an episode talking about different ways or ideas to get people started in that direction cool yeah um so i got my research from honor society.org one green and outside online.com we've got Two dot orgs. Wow. There. Did you know that I was on the Honor Society? Wow. Yeah. So you probably already know this. I
1: was very honorable. <laughs> very honorable.
0: No more. <laughs> <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> just, I don't know. <laughs> just because you're not on it anymore. You got cut? nuh Once <laughs> on the Honor
1: Society, forever on the Honor Society. Oh, is that how it works? I don't really know. Maybe.
0: Yeah. Do you feel honorable? Always. Every day. Oh, okay. Good. Live every day with honor. That's It's a good way to live. Yes. So you'll want to hear these tips.
1: I think I had a t-shirt once that said, I ride with the nerd herd. <laughs> I think that was the year, the NHS t-shirts of the year.
0: That's awesome. Good stuff. Nerd herd.
1: I ride with the nerd herd.
0: Yeah, herd. Boom. <laughs> well... If I ride with you, does that mean that I'm riding with the nerd herd too? No, you're just my sidekick pony. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's so random. <laughs> anyways, anyways, should we jump into it? Let's jump in head first, feet first. <laughs> no, we're not making that joke okay. anymore. Okay, that, that I thought it was, was really funny. Last week. I thought it was really funny. Um, so A I wrote. Little Okay, I'm sorry. I'm done. (laughs) I wrote, as a tribute, I wanted to share some ways you can start getting involved in service opportunities in your local communities that are eco-friendly. Beautiful. Beautifully put. Thank you. I should be a writer. You should. (laughs) Um, So, a couple ideas for y'all. First off, um, you can clean up your local park. So, um, you can either get in touch with a city staff member or volunteers that are already in place to see if um, cleanups are already happening in your area. If not, you can try to coordinate one with your friends and family in the area. What? Wow. Oh. Just a thought. Just like a quick, it. like, Saturday morning cleanup mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Um,
1: can I add also, like, yeah. public space cleanups? Oh, like yeah. cemeteries.
0: Oh. I know that
1: sounds a little ominous, but I'm just thinking of it yeah. because that's actually like a couple service opportunities that I've had with with different groups to um go and just clean up cemeteries. Cool. And just like nothing it's the city cemetery, little town cemeteries, just anything. Yeah. And you go and not necessarily I mean they're not really being trashed with trash, but you mm. can go and you can clean up do, do yard work yeah whatever like weed mow the lawn
0: totally um clean up flowers that have died mm-hmm. stuff like that i like that yeah yeah so see if there's something like that um i also added that you can look for local river lake or beach cleanups in your area if Ooh. you have some of those in your area um they might not necessarily be parks but if you know that there's a river close by that has you know collects trash on the side of it or whatever Mm -hmm. um head on over and clean that up you know there was a big trend for a hot minute of
1: people taking before and after pictures with public spaces like that so it's like before picture of a dirty river after Mm -hmm. picture of a cleaned river and so it's like can we bring that back yeah let's do that
0: like think of how satisfying it is you know on a like a Saturday morning or something, cleaning your room Mm -hmm. after a busy week where you've just been dumping your clothes on the ground all week. And then all of a sudden you have some time to just clean and it's feeling fresh and you feel good. And it really, like in your mind, you feel like it's going to take forever to clean it up, Mm -hmm. right? But really you just start going. You're, you know, for example, if you do these cleanup or you participate in these cleanups with friends or family, you're talking to people you could l- bring headphones and listen to music. Listen to us. Listen to us. Our beautiful, smooth jazz voices. <laughs> <laughs> Don't quit your day job. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so anyways, it's just one of those things that, like, really any little bit counts. And it's satisfying to see the difference that you can mm-hmm. make. It so. really is. Yeah. So actually...
1: In one of my classes this week, um, someone, I think one of the professors made a comment that when you clean, you should clean with the cleanest space first. Oh. Because the thought, at first, it didn't really make any sense because I was like, what in what what world are you talking about? But when you're cleaning, you're really motivated to clean. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you start with the dirtiest space first you're already completely exhausted by the time you turn around and you realize, oh, there's like three other rooms to do. But if you do the easy things first, you're on a roll. You're like, wow, that was so easy. I'm already almost done. This is the last task. And then
0: boom, you can knock the big thing out. Good point. Not really sure how this applies to that, but there you go. Yeah. But I mean, also like in addition to that, if you're working in a team and, you know, everyone's just in there, you know, if you're if you're going like in a row or something like that, mm-hmm. everyone just has their one column that they're in charge of and they're just going in line with that. And you really just have a little space that you're cleaning up. But mm-hmm. then you guys all look back and realize how much space you've covered. Exactly. Just amazing. It's always better with a buddy. Take team a buddy. Work makes the dream work. That's what they say. Yeah. Um, so those are some options for local cleanups, um, which is also kind of satisfying, I feel like, because then, you know, it might be, it might be, um, a park that you drive past a lot and you're like, Hey, every time you drive past it, you're like, Hey, Mm -hmm. I cleaned that up. Yeah. It's kind of a satisfaction there. It is. Pride in your work. Um, another thing that you can do, and I... It was it was kind of mentioned a little bit on the website, but I also got this idea actually from the interview that we're going to have coming up. Yes. So I um, wrote down that you can talk to local growers at a farmer's market to see if they need any help on their farms. Yes. So there's whenever you go to a farmer's market, there's bound to be at least one. Mm -hmm. local grower whether it's food or flowers or there's always one whatever yeah (laughs) Bees, bees yeah honey whatever it is um so maybe strike up a conversation with them say i've got some time on a monday night do you need any help on your farm Mm -hmm. it could be a super cool opportunity yeah um another thing that I found in the article. It's called the WWOOF. The woof. <laughs> um, and please stands, tell me more. <laughs> so so it stands for the Worldwide Opportunities in Organic Farms. Um, and it's another way to get involved in local farms. Um, throughout the world. So I thought this was super cool because it connects local farmers to volunteers. And it's kind of an exchange where you um, sign on. And it sounds like it's kind of a more extended period of time. It's not like just a weekend mm-hmm. thing or whatever. Um, but you sign on and you exchange your labor for room and board. So... oh. It's like a worldwide thing. So you could, if you wanted to go live in Thailand for a little bit or something, Mm -hmm. you can just say, search up in Thailand and find a farm to work on. That's so cool.
1: Yeah. I think my mom's actually almost signed us up for a couple of those. Dude. Like, but I mean, kind of as a, it's going to sound really terrible, but like as like a punishment, like you've not been great. So I'm going to send you off to go (laughs) do service. Yeah. Yeah. But also, I think it'd be a great opportunity.
0: Yeah. And how cool to like live in a new place for a little bit mm-hmm. and you know, be a part of the community, working on a local farm. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I said this when I was
1: explaining that if we were acting up or being rude people. <laughs> as then, a punishment. As a punishment. Yeah. I don't think I said that. I think it's people are just over there going, wow, your mom just like up in <laughs> sends you away to go for free labor no 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 when you're acting like a piece of work
0: yeah when she doesn't want to have, deal with you as your her kid yeah. anymore yeah.
1: You're n- you don't want to do chores great i'm gonna send you off to, <laughs> to somewhere else to chores. do someone else's work yeah you're gonna
0: learn it the hard way i'm sure my mom threatened that too yeah <laughs> i feel and like it's I'm a like, big mom move. <laughs> oh yes now yeah. i'm like send me T- <laughs> Please. P- pick me <laughs> Uh yeah um and then another cool thing related to those as well um there are these things called urban farms which can sometimes mean um like urban gardens typically that's what it means Mm -hmm. um and they're generally run by an organization um in the community and you can volunteer there um and that's a little bit less of a commitment. You can just say, hey, I'm free on a Saturday. Can I? Is there anything I can do to help? Mm-hmm. And you can do um, things like weeding, planting, um, pruning plants, greeting people that are coming in to get food from the garden, things like that. So, yeah, those are some of the things that you can do, you know, if you're in a city and maybe there's not any local farms close for you to access and help out on the weekends. Um, Those are some ideas that you can do. Cool. Yeah. Um, Another organization is called the Arbor Day Foundation. And um, so the Arbor Day Foundation um, is a foundation across um, the world I'm pretty sure it's across the world. It's at Mm -hmm. least in the United States though, um, that plants trees. So you can see if there's a local, um, like party already set up to do that. And it depends kind of on the area, how frequently they do that. Some places do it every weekend. Some places do it once a month. Um, but you can go onto the Arbor Day Foundation website and take a look at in your local area, what's going on with that. Um, and also set up a local chapter if there's not one already Ooh, if you'd like if that's something that really Do calls it. to you yeah. pilot it yeah um oh and that's pretty much it so um I was also just thinking that the um the cool thing about these service opportunities is that you're first off getting out and making a difference Mm -hmm. like instead of you know I feel like the main thing that we talk about a lot of times is making a different with a difference with the things that you're using on a daily basis but service is an opportunity to make a difference that I feel like helps the community and not just yourself you know Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's a good explanation so um that's a cool thing about that but also you know a lot of these service opportunities are in groups where you're meeting other people who have similar values similar lifestyles as you yeah so it's a cool opportunity to meet new people and maybe exchange ideas with people who are trying to jump on this eco-friendly train too for sure It, it expands your personal network yeah exactly um so I added this at the end because I was like, sometimes in life, we don't have all the time to give for service opportunities, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have a super crazy busy semester. Um, I'm busy with work, sometimes we're doing things on the weekend. It's hard to find time to have opportunities to serve. Yeah. So um, if you are super busy um, and you don't have time for super or for service opportunities like these, Um, I just added in a couple green organizations, um, that I thought were really good that you can donate money to. Cool. So that's a
1: great alternative.
0: Yeah. And obviously, you know, donate if you can, if Mm -hmm. not, there's other ways that you can be eco-friendly. This is just kind of in the same vein as what I was talking about already. Mm -hmm. Um, I think
1: a big, way that you can if you aren't able to donate time or money you can always share the information yeah post it on your social medias um subscribe if they have things that you need to subscribe to for sure um tell your friends about it yeah because i think there's always there's always going to be someone interested mm-hmm. and that's okay if that's not you yeah you can i mean it could be your best friend's third cousin's mother I mean you have no idea where
0: the connection could possibly be right so sure yeah I love that and you know staying in the know too you know you might have a super busy time of life in the moment where this maybe this semester is super crazy for school with you or you just had a newborn baby and you don't have time for service Mm -hmm. opportunities yeah but down the road it might be something that you do have time for and so just staying involved um, maybe keeping an eye out or looking for organizations in your community now, even if you don't have time to just be aware of the kind of things that they do. And that way, you know, if a free Saturday does pop up and you're able to commit, um, then you kind of have, you kind of already know what you can do. Right. Yeah. Um, anyways, so these organizations, um, I, I, picked six and I'm gonna name them and also just go into a like a brief summary very brief summary of what each of them do so um the first one I picked is the environmental defense fund um and they work to provide solutions under the broad categories of climate change oceans wildlife and habitats and health so Ooh. very broad. And health. Yeah. But yeah, the EDF. Got um, it. The Nature Conservancy is the second. And they protect um, eco- ecologically. <laughs> Words, man. Um, ecologically important lands and waters around the world with the help of more than 500 staff scientists. The Natural Resources Defense Council, and they seek to protect the basics air, land, and water, and to defend endangered natural places with an eye toward how these long term decisions affect humans. Um, And then the American River uh, is just called the American Rivers. (laughs) Cool. Um, And they protect wild rivers, restore damaged rivers and the wildlife they support, and they conserve clean water for people and nature um, with an eye also towards recreationists as well. And then the Trust for Public Land, they create parks and projects, um, lands for people, ensuring healthy, livable communities for generations to come. And something that I really loved about them as well is that they work to ensure that everyone has access to nature within a 10-minute walk from their home? Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that one a lot. It's cool. Um, and then Sierra Fund or Sierra Club Foundation, they promote efforts to educate and empower people to protect and improve the natural and human environment. So those are just a few opportunities to donate obviously do your own research too if you know about an eco-friendly um organization that you really love and want to donate to by all means pick that share that whatever it is um share it with us yes please we want to know yeah so that's all go out and save the world guys we're right there with you <laughs> yeah Anything to add? No, nope. <laughs> that, was, that was my two cents. <laughs> cool. I feel like at the end, I, nev- I just never know how to wrap up. I know. But um, I will go ahead and plug us then. So if you enjoyed this episode and others, please download and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. That is how people are able to see us, um, discover us, whatever it is. It just helps us get noticed out there um instagram and twitter you can follow us at g underscore four podcast our facebook page is good girls go green you can email us at good girls go green podcast at gmail.com and check out our website good girls go podcast.com where we've got today's episode notes and all of the other ones and our patreon is um found in our link tree on our bios of our social medias. Um, You can also find it just by going to Patreon um, and looking up Good Girls Go Green. So, green, green. (laughs) Have a great week, guys. We'll see you next week.
1: Oh, no. What? (laughs) You know when you say... When you're leaving a restaurant or whatever, and are you sitting down at a restaurant and they're like, Enjoy your meal, and you're like, You
0: too. <laughs> yes. That's always awkward. Yeah. And Try on it. that note, <laughs> <laughs> good night. <laughs> good night. <laughs> you too. You're the dummy The don't. Science. Written on your forehead, always be denying. You're the dummy that don't believe in science. Written on your forehead, always be
2: denying. Hey, hey.